Hey, I'm Rebecca Hamilton, creator and owner of Chick Boss Cake. Thanks for joining me on my Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where I'll be sharing all my best life and business tips and tricks on how I've created the life of my dreams and how you can too. I'm a no-nonsense, full-disclosure, sweet-talk-scrapping woman entrepreneur who believes in taking charge of your life and ridding yourself of all the excuses that are holding you back. This podcast is going to be featuring my six things I wish I knew when starting out in my business. I hope you'll really be able to find my tips useful and be able to learn from my mistakes and experiences. No need to take notes. You can just head on over to my blog on my website, chickbosscake.com, and click on the blog at the top of the screen, and all my main points I'll cover today will be there for you under my blog titled, Six Things I Wish I Knew When Starting Out With My Business. If you're enjoying my podcast, please reach out and let me know and share it with all your friends and family. I'd love to continue creating them and having listeners is kind of an essential part of that. Allow me to save you the time and headache by sharing my top six things I wish I freaking knew when I was starting out in my business. I hope these tips are helpful in catapulting you closer to your goals. I'm going to start off by saying starting a business is freaking hard. It's going to push you and test you in ways you could have never imagined. You'll reach the brink of giving up each time before you hit a major breakthrough. I've reached many of those breaking points myself, and I know firsthand the struggle is definitely real. Running your own business isn't for everyone, so make sure you've thought long and hard about your goals so that everything in your life aligns with them. Make sure your reasons are stronger than your excuses and know that you have the strength and power to achieve anything if and only if you're willing to push through the challenges and there will be many. I can reflect back on my pivotal moments of building my business from the ground up where I hit roadblocks or people were mean to me or customers hated their cakes that I'd spent hours on or I didn't properly manage my time, which resulted in me pulling all nighters to get orders completed. I get chills thinking of these times because these were the times that made me question whether or not I was on the right path or if I was even strong enough to push through these challenges that seemed so freaking hard at the time. A lot of people from the outside looking in think, wow, she's been so successful and she must know exactly what she's doing. While I'm very grateful for the success I've achieved, at no point, let me repeat, at no point did I ever think to myself, I know exactly what I'm doing. I literally never knew exactly what I was doing. I've always been an extremely intuitive person and let my instincts guide me to make the right decisions. 
it's never steered me wrong. But I never knew what I was doing when I was doing it for the first time. Of course, as I pushed through challenges, I learned and paid attention to what could have gone better next time. But until you experience something for the very first time, you have no idea what you're doing. And even the second time you do something, you will still have different circumstances surrounding it. Think about becoming a mom. You didn't magically know how to do it. You just let your instincts kick in and you did it. Now, even if you have a second child, you may feel more confident since you've done it before, but you'll still experience different symptoms and have a different child with different needs than the first time around. I apply the same concept to my business. Sure, I've opened three stores, so you think my next one would be easy, but since it will be in a completely different location and in a different market with different staff, it'll still be a huge learning curve. It always is. My husband, Chad, and I are constantly learning and letting our values guide us in decision-making. We don't have it all figured out. And you don't need to either. You just need to start and keep going. It's a crap ton of freaking work, long days, and dedication. But if you stick to it and don't give up, you'll be able to achieve great success too. Here's my six things I wish I knew when starting out with my business. Number one, define your values and stick with them. If you have yet to read my life and business values blog, go do it. Defining your values will be one of the best things you'll ever do. It's never too early or too late in your business journey to do this. So go do it right now. I learned this at a Disney Institute seminar a few years ago, and let me tell you, it's had a huge impact on my success. Whether you write down and define your values or not, you still actually have them, but defining them will make your life a million times easier. When you take the time to write down and define your values, you're making it clear what you stand for and more importantly, what you do not stand for. Values are obvious in every action and decision that we make. The more your values line up with the people you hire, the customers you serve, the vendors you partner with, and the organizations you support, the easier and more successful you will be. Think about it. If one of your values is integrity and you're working or spending time with someone, an employee, a vendor, a friend, or a partner who does not share that value, girl, yikes, you'll feel it. Imagine you value honesty and integrity and their fave motto is, oh, what they don't know won't hurt them. Think about all the freaking conflict you'll run into. You'll never be on the same page. In fact, you'll be spinning your wheels wondering why the heck they're making the decisions that they are. Are they freaking stupid? 
Probably not. They probably just have very, very, very different values and beliefs than you. So define your values and stick with them. You'll run into plenty of people, employees, customers, vendors, organizations, etc., who do not share your values, but also plenty who do. Choose the ones who do and kindly dismiss the ones who don't. Let your values be your guiding compass in all your decision making. They will not lead you astray. Number two, people will love you and people will not love you. Oh boy, will they ever. This is the hardest thing for people to get over since as human beings, we just want to be freaking loved. Learning to accept and be okay with the reality that not everyone is going to like you is hard. Oh my gosh. It was so hard for me to learn this too. Like why the hell are people so freaking mean? Honestly, I don't get it. It's so weird. Why do you want to be a mean person? It's strange. Well, the thing is, is that they're mean because they're insecure and not in control of their emotions. So they take it on other people. Just understand that why people hate you actually has zero to do with you and everything to do with them. People will love you and people will not. This applies to life, business, and everything you'll ever do. People will love you, what you stand for, and what you have to offer this world, but also they will hate you, what you stand for, and what you have to offer this world. I know, it's insane because you're a kind and genuine person who cares about the greater good, babies, dogs, and world peace. Who on earth can hate on that? The answer, someone, somewhere who hates happy people, the bright and cheery color yellow, watching people succeed, and has deep-rooted issues and takes them out on you. It's the truth. And it stings as much as it did when you were in first grade and Valerie didn't share her crayons with you. Leave Valerie alone and go get your own damn crayons. Just know, no matter how hard you work, how good you are, how much you contribute to society, there's always those people who don't care and don't like you. Don't spend your valuable time and precious energy trying to convert them and convince them that you're an awesome person. After all, they clearly don't share your values. I have to let you in on a very important secret here, and it's a tough one. But the more awesome and successful you become, the more intensely you'll be both loved and hated. Just look at celebrities, for example. They're hugely successful and hugely loved and, yep, hugely hated. 
So you need to ask yourself if it's more important to be successful and change the world and be your freaking awesome self and embrace the love and hate mean people throw your way. Or would you rather stay low and under the radar while being quiet and comfortable? Hint, the latter sucks and it won't fulfill your soul. So start today and shift your energy to focus on the people who matter and hasta la vista, off Swedish when, au revoir to those who don't. P.S. Sorry for my awful botched attempt at saying goodbye in other languages. I tried. Number three, the word no is a complete sentence. Okay, you can add a thank you to the end of that to make yourself feel better. Let's do a no thank you. Here's a little nugget of advice for you. You're actually allowed to say no to whatever you want, period. Stop feeling guilty about it. You can't do everything that anyone ever asks of you. Certainly not without compromising your own well-being, which is never, ever worth it, by the way. I had to learn this the hard way. Many late nights trying to fit in last-minute orders that I felt obligated to accept, struggling to try to complete designs based on elaborate pictures customers would send me with a budget of 50 bucks, saying yes to more donations that we could handle or afford at the time, and family and friends wanting me to hang out after a 16-hour day in the kitchen. You can say no or yes to whatever you want, but do not, I repeat, do not under any circumstances feel the need to explain yourself or feel guilty about your decision. The only thing you owe the world is to take care of yourself so that you can keep sharing your talents with it. Also, you do not need an excuse to accompany your answer. The reason why you say no is completely irrelevant. And just because you could squeeze it in doesn't mean you have to. If you simply don't feel passionate about that cake design or taking on that project, or you just want to skip the party and stay in, cool, just do that then. Also, if you find yourself around people who make you feel bad for saying no, get yourself a new group of people who understand the sacrifices it takes to build a successful business. Find people who cheer you on and love watching you strive for greatness. Those people are truly the best people. Go find them. Number four, ask for some darn help. You do not need to be the one and only person doing any and everything. Yes, you have to wear a lot of hats when you're starting out. But no, they do not need to be worn at the same time. The concept is just as ridiculous as the image that popped into your head of you literally wearing 25 freaking hats. 
I'll admit it. I'm Rebecca and I'm a recovering perfectionist. I thought for sure I had to do everything at all times or else. Or else what? Or else I would have more free time? Or else I might be happier? I literally don't even know what my or else was. The first place I went for help was the small business center. I'm pretty sure most cities have them and they're mostly free. The second was I hired a bookkeeper. The third thing I did was an accountant. Notice the trend of hiring people to deal with numbers. You can bet I'm not a numbers gal. Find or hire help to take care of the things that are not your strength so that you can do what you do best, but even better. If you financially can't do that right now, ask your friends and family. Pay them in love and cupcakes. You'll be surprised at how much help you have standing right in front of you. Number five, time management. Why, oh, why, oh, why do they not teach this in school? You'll find that I say that a lot. Managing your time effectively is everything when running a business or a household for that matter. It doesn't have to be a huge complicated thing. Get a timer, time yourself completing a task, let's say decorating a two-tier cake, write down your time, keep a list of your tasks and times, and next time you booked another two-tier cake, you'll know how much time it will take to complete. This gets more important the busier you get, so it's best to start practicing right now. Get a planner or use your phone to plan your day or week based on how long the task will take. This allows you to be in full control of how many hours you work and when you hit the point of being fully booked. You need to know this stuff. I learned this the hard way. Isn't that the way I like to learn things? (laughs) Because I was stuck in the work hard, play hard mindset, which has since since shifted to work smarter, not harder. I would book so many orders with no concept of how long they would take and boom, 16 hour day, 12 hour day, even pulled a few all nighters, not recommended. Figure out your times, schedule your time, be generous with your time. And my gosh, Don't forget to take a freaking break. There were way too many times where I'd forget to freaking eat because I was so darn busy. Who forgets to freaking eat? But do you think it was because I genuinely was too busy to eat or because I wasn't putting my well-being first? Hint, you always make time for what's important. Take your excuses and chuck them out the frickin' window. They're useless. So useless. You're the only one responsible for your day, business, and your life. Own that crap and stop letting yourself get away with these stupid things you tell yourself. Number six, 
work smarter, not harder. I was the guiltiest of all guilty for my work hard, play hard mindset. I'm success driven. I believed that quote to my core and I posted it, tweeted it, pinned it, you name it. Thank God I don't have it tattooed. This is such an amateur quote to live by. My new and much more improved motto is work smarter, not harder. You can literally be working your butt off and get nothing done. I know it sounds crazy, but actually think about all the tasks you do throughout the day. Is there a better, more efficient way of completing those tasks? Do those tasks even matter? It might seem counterproductive to spend more time initially by analyzing your tasks and figuring out better ways to complete them. And it will cost you more time up front, but the benefits long-term are substantial. Here's an example. We used to take orders on paper, and then we'd have to re-enter them into our ordering system manually. By identifying the rework involved, we found an app where you can just take the order right on a tablet and it goes automatically into our digital ordering system. We were spending double the amount of time on one task. Now it takes half the amount of time. I have done this same concept in so many areas of our business, and it's been a lifesaver. I have so much more time to spend on areas I actually enjoy. And believe me, retyping orders into a system isn't one of them. Cut out anything you do that doesn't really matter and look at the areas that take a lot of time and learn to work smarter, not harder. That's it. Those are my six tips on six things I wish I knew when starting out in my business. I hope you found them helpful. And as always, thanks for listening to Scrap the Sweet Talks podcast with me, your host, Rebecca Hamilton, owner and creator of Chick Boss Cake. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Hit me up on social media. I'm on Instagram at Rebecca at Chick Boss Cake or Facebook as Rebecca Hamilton. Today is a great day to make greatness happen and turn your ordinary life into something extraordinary. Start creating the life of your dreams today.